2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Why don't we talk about uh, The Warriors. Lauren, <laughs> you know. Oh, I
0: thought that. I thought you were. Talking, I thought that was us now sitting here. worrying. So, you know
1: what's funny about Lauren? So I know we discussed in this interview, kind of like how you know us as like punks and progressive people might be at a, you know, physical and uh, weapon disadvantage. Yeah. If the shit hit the fan, yeah. and I like what's funny part. is that you know since this has all happened. I've had a little minor regret about not strapping myself up a little better. <laughs> Lauren and I were talking the other day. I told her I had brought my axe with me where I went, and she told me she has purchased a baseball bat, and if you come to Lauren's apartment right now, you're going to get some smoke. <laughs> you're going to get Mike might batted. get plunked. Plunked with a Louisville slugger. You know what I'm saying? She put some spikes through it. I hope so, man. Warrior style. Fucking yeah. Seven fucking
0: inch, seven-inch nails through there. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, hey, listen. Listen, man. You know, I I can't I can't say that I didn't wish one of those like militias up in Idaho or something like at least one of them was like a punk rock one or something, you know? <laughs> I feel I feel a lot better if we had like one of them. Our day will come, Benny. Uh, <laughs> I hope they like listen. I hope the fascists like music, Brad. <laughs> It's all we got. It's only, we like, get the offer. That's the way I'm thinking about it now. It's like, you know, I've always imagined. I, I have a friend who's a prison guard. You know, and we right. discuss a lot what my method is to survive in jail. Because you know, even though I look a little Spanish, my Spanish isn't great. Right. Obviously, I can't go with the whites in there. You know what would happen. <laughs> so, I, my only plan, the only thing I've thought of, is I got to get behind a drum set quickly as possible, and I got to be like in the jail band, or I got to like do something like that. Like it's going to be my only way. You gotta, yeah. Learn some country music, buddy. But I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion there's not just like a dope kit, just like chilling in the middle of jail <laughs> either. So I don't know if this plan holds water. Pots and pans, you can't do pots yeah, and pans. I better keep podcasting. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, since we did this interview, i I'm afraid to say that you know, the Warriors tour that was starting with, uh, with Brian Fallon um, has been canceled as all tours are, and rescheduled for July. so you know, I hope that they uh, they get to do that. That would be nice. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know, man. I wonder what's happening if they're just pushing I mean, obviously people had those venues booked in July. You know, are they just kind of pushing everybody back?
1: I think so. It seems to me that they're just like, was like a three month cushion. Everything got pushed to those three months. uh, And people are just crossing their fingers and hoping for the best. You know? Yeah. I think that's what's going on. I mean, it's hard. I, I think with a lot of these things, and you know how it works, if you book a tour on a level like, you know, that tour is being booked every single one of these dates, Already has a secure contract, already has a deposit, right. already has any number of things that like connected venue and artists. So just doing a straight clip is kind of a lot more complicated than, you know, pushing the dates back a little bit. So I just hope, you know, wishful thinking. I hope by July people can sit in a room together again. We're uh, going to need you know. it. <laughs> yeah. That'd yeah, be nice in some capacity. Hell yeah, know. man. And, uh, yeah, and she, they have a new album that came out on March 6th. You Are Somebody You Know, produced by the great John and Yellow, former guest of the Going Off Track yeah. podcast. Famously has done some insane records, you know? Oh, like yeah. His Dinosaur Juniors, Sonic Youth, The Breeders. I even texted him before. I'm like, dude, you did Screaming Trees, Sweet Oblivion? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, more recently did like Waxahachie, Sidekicks, Vile, and this new Warriors record really like, you know, it took a step. It took like a a sonic step, a songwriting step. It's it's big, it's dirty, it's like a cool ass record, man. Uh, I'd recommend everybody get their hands on it as quickly as possible. John had sent me a couple preview tracks prior to us recording an interview with Lauren and I was really really blown away you know Lauren's I I think I even mentioned in the interview I've been watching you know since the beginning of the measure and some of her smaller bands and we've been touring together and she's one of those cool artists to watch because you know some people just do their thing and then they do their thing forever and Lauren I've just been watching like take it seriously put her head down and work and get better and improve her songwriting or singing and now it's just like just ready, ready for the next step, man, for sure. Sweet. And Yellow
0: has a pretty cool podcast. Well, it's cool for people like me. It's kind of a, it's a little bit of a producer podcast, but he does no, some so he cool got like stuff. A, yeah, I think it's it called? called Gear Talk or Gear Club. Gear Club. But they do oh. some cool stuff where they do like, uh, they'll like kind of review like an album. Or not even review it, but kind of just talk about like kind of a seminal album at the end of it. Okay. I've only listened to it a couple of times, but uh I don't think you have to be uh an uh you know I don't think you have to be a producer engineer guy to get into it, but it helps.
1: Okay, because I almost fell asleep while you were while you were telling me that
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, But no, he's, he's he's a monster in
1: yellow yeah. for sure. Um I was like, what do you what are you guys talking about? Aux cables? <laughs> <laughs> what happens there? I'm good. I was. I always make the joke. The only time I've what's that one studio magazine? Like the one, dude. There's like a bunch the, of them. The one, like the big one. That's uh, and tape op. Yeah, tape op. the only time I've ever read that magazine in my life is taking a shit at recording studios. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I pretend to know what I'm reading for about ten minutes. It's like <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh, cool. Sounds good. You know. Uh, yeah. There's yeah, worse. Are, there's worse. You're another breed, Brad. I think I Mix know.
0: Magazine is just literally about recording studios. Like, you kinda, it's like studio <laughs> porn. They just show gear I mean, and pictures of rooms.
1: Talk about a niche market, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's a market for I, everybody. I bet there's a new magazine that you don't even know about for like the at-home kids with the face tattoos making trap beats and shit. Oh, yeah. They probably got their own magazine now.
0: Well, it's, uh, it wouldn't be a magazine. would it? It's like a YouTube channel.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you sign up for the YouTube channel, then you get mailed a pamphlet. That's it. <laughs> a small pamphlet. So why, why don't we get into this? The interview yeah. with, with Warren. I love it. Let's do it. There was like a little Italian place across the street on Plainfield Ave. And mm-hmm. I would just like hit this little one-hitter in the back. <laughs> and then <laughs> order like a big—that yeah, sounds right. Eggplant parm you know? <laughs> with crinkle cut fries, and just hope somebody came in. Kind so you sad. don't think about
2: it, huh? you know? Like you don't think about like what you're ordering. You
1: know what I mean? I do.
2: Well, I mean you do, but like w- in those moments of like, I'm just getting the thing that I want.
1: Right I go now. through like a strange, like big boy OCD thing about food. Okay. Yeah, like like it's like a plan to me. Like, that I might even think about, like, the oh, night really? before. It's
2: like, I'm going to go all out tomorrow. I'm going to go
1: in, I'm like, I'm going to eat, like, well for breakfast, I'm going to, like, smoke a little, then I'm going to order it, I'm going to wait for, like, the perfect moment. Like, it's like a whole thing for me. Cool. Uh okay. It's almost like, uh, you know, I, through my family history, I've learned that, like, eating and things like that can be, like, functionally exactly the same as, like, a drug or alcohol addiction. In the way you view it, you know? Uh,
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, you know that scene at the end of Requiem for a Dream? You ever seen that film? Yes. So, (laughs) you know, she goes like, she goes ass to ass (laughs) and then like, you know, gets back to her apartment and cozies up with like her heroin on the couch, but like Uh doesn't do it.
2: Oh, I I forgot that part. That's like a
1: really like huge like tell in that movie that Uh whoever made that movie understands addiction. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not, it's like the safety of knowing it's there sometimes. is like just as important no, that's true. That's as true. the actual thing. Yeah. So I just went through this with my wife the other night. I'll, I'll tell it. I'll go out. So <laughs> we were both having a rough day and I was like, you know what? We're going to eat away our feelings a little bit tonight. Like I'm going to go out. I'm going to yeah. get you your favorite kind of candy bar. And I'm gonna get no, I can't. Like she eats like hippie dark chocolate six dollar, yeah. you know, candy bar. It's like your
2: Ritter Sport. Yeah, like cashew <laughs>
1: butter <laughs> yeah. and some dark Ethiopian something or other. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got I got a pint of like double chocolate fudgy ice yeah. cream, which I was like, I'm like, this is yeah. it. This is gonna be great. I barely ate dinner. I'm like setting up this pint of ice yeah, cream yeah. in my head, and. I'm doing some work in the office, kids are asleep, we're toning down for the night, and I hear the freezer open, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is she going for the ice cream? That's my yeah, ice, cream. ice cream. I bought her the candy bar, yeah. and I fritzed. I just <laughs> yeah. had like a fritz, like an actual <laughs> yeah. like like, look, look, <laughs> no, er, like started <laughs> yeah. ticking, being weird, and I was like sitting in the office like stewing like, "Oh no. How much of this ice cream is she going to eat?" and Blah like, blah blah. The whole got thing. so irrational. That like I had to like walk out into the other room and be like, listen, I know it's ridiculous, but you're like ruining my night. Can we talk about this? You know, these are yeah. the things my wife has to deal with.
2: <laughs> well, but I mean, I would it's like I would think she would get it in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I know you like the ice. I don't know.
1: Well, she's like born skinny. Okay. And is still mm-hmm. so like I don't think she's ever like put food in that type of category. You know, it's, like, something that, like, you eat and just – it sustains you and then that's it.
2: Well, but I guess I – even just from, like, being vegetarian, I get – like, if I go to a restaurant that, like, doesn't have very many vegetarian options and, like, they don't have the thing that I want to order and there aren't, like, plenty of other things I can choose from, I get so bummed. Like, it can, like, ruin my meal and, like, the hangout with people. But, like, I'm just, like – I just – why why are we even here (laughs) like you can't
1: (laughs) do you like is it the expectation that you're going to get something good like like are you going into it being like i'm hungry i feel like eating something good and then you're disappointed
2: well i think it's like i want to i want to be able to go to a restaurant and spend money on food that i actually want to eat i know and if i'm you know, if, if my plan was to get just something I like, just just something I like, not <laughs> even anything specific, general. just yeah. something good. And yeah, then yeah. I have to like settle for Ugh. something that I don't really like very much. Yeah. I'm just like, why am I here? What, am, what are we doing? The Can I go somewhere else? The salad I and this. the
1: mozzarella sticks or, yeah. 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 I'm on 25 years of like veggie now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you understand the plight of the touring vegetarian like Uh you know you do a van tour as a vegetarian especially you know more than 10 years ago that was rough going out there
2: oh yeah well it's like
1: the wild west for food that's why we all Mm -hmm. got addicted to like the worst shit like taco bell because that was (laughs) the best mm -hmm. of the worst right did you ever get taco bell bucks in any of the videos i still have some some. (laughs) (laughs) i'm so lucky there's not like a taco bell in prime location in jersey city i'm almost like
2: I'm yeah. Glad. Well, now, now where I live, it's all Del Taco, which oh. is like not in, in my, my, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say what I th- think of it because I'll no, get myself No, lay control. it out there.
1: You think well, Del is inferior to Taco Bell? I don't, like
2: it, as, I, yeah, I don't Bell?
1: like it as much as Del Taco. Wow.
2: All right. I don't, I don't like, like. Del Taco as much as Taco Bell, but that's just also a product of me. Yeah, growing thing, up here, growing up here, and like being on towards. But much that is a
1: controversial that. opinion out there, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I hope no one. I mean, what about Green no Burrito? Me. That place is pretty good.
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't That's the one yet. attached
1: to a Carl's Junior. Oh, okay, no, <laughs>
2: yeah uh, I don't know. <laughs> haven't haven't gone like that
1: far down. yet. Yeah, the right, the shitty Mexican. I mean, actually, where you live is kind of one of those. Well, we should say now you live.
2: I, I live in L.A. Yeah, yeah,
1: so this makes sense. Um, I forget sometimes when I'm talking <laughs> to people I know. That we don't all know each other. Everybody who's oh listening. right yeah right yeah. So do. you live in Los Angeles. I live in Los what Angeles. What part of yeah. Los Angeles do you live in? I, li-
2: I live in Silver
1: Lake. In what? In Silver Lake. Okay, yeah, and that's like the cool part, right?
2: I th- yeah, I think it's the cool part. Where Chris I mean, I mean, cool lives of, like, too? Uh, No, he he lives in a different in a different. Area. I don't want to blow up a spot,
1: but oh um, right, gotcha. Uh,
2: no, he he lives in a different part of. Part but it's of East LA where he put right now, his yeah. billboards up. No, <laughs> no, he 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 put the billboard up it between like silver lake and echo park
1: but did he, you see it live oh i did
2: yeah dan ozzy and i went,
1: <laughs> went so, to the epic. It was great. so our good yeah. friend chris farren painted a self-portrait and mm-hmm. put who up knows? his own billboard in los angeles
2: yeah first well for his, new record. For his not, new record not just for like a
1: a vanity project
2: <laughs> uh, well is it I don't
1: know. well you know with chris who knows Right? Yeah. That's the best part of Chris. No, that's great. It's on it the was, outside. It was really cool, though. Who knows? Yeah. Who <laughs> knows where it's coming from? I love the kid to death. No, same. So we are from the same place, mm-hmm. pretty much. Somerset County. Yes. Um, and there's like a long and rich history of like the punishment of certain types of Somerset County living, producing punks for yeah. a long time now. Um, like you lived where you lived up in, up in the mountain.
2: Uh, yeah. So, well, I lived like up the hill from Boundbrook.
1: I I grew up in Martinsville. In Martinsville. And, um, like, like, what do you think about that? Like the experience we have in New Jersey where, you know, you come from an area like Somerset County, which is predominantly doing fine. You know what I mean? With the exception of a couple, couple small pockets, like it's a pretty wealthy county and like and doing well um what what do you think's the connection between why there's sort of like an escapism to people from somerset county where like if you grow up there and you feel a certain way it feels like almost like a uh, constricting enough place that you need to get out like what was your experience like with that
2: well the thing that i realized is that like i you know growing up in somerset county um i knew kids from a lot of other parts of new jersey and a lot of other towns have like a downtown
0: mm-hmm. you can like
2: ride your bike or walk down to like the main strip where there's stores and things right, and right, people right. to hang out with yeah, and yeah, yeah. um i feel like a lot of somerset county um was was farmland for a long time yes. and then these towns got built and there were there are a couple places where maybe there's a downtown, but for the most part it's the Bridgewater Mall. And yeah. then there's nothing to do and you can't go anywhere and until you could drive or like have a car. Sure. You can't you can't go anywhere by yourself.
1: Yeah, right. And
2: yeah, yeah. So so I think then when when everyone hit the age of, like, having a sibling that drove or their friends drove, then everyone's just like, oh, my God, get me out. Because, me. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, How were you meeting kids from, from other towns when you were that young?
2: Um, well, I went, I actually, uh, I went to private school. Um, so a lot of kids uh, just ah, okay. lived in other towns in general. Gotcha. But, but then, actually, um, uh, some of the older kids in my high school uh, went to punk shows. And oh, okay. They saw the patches on my backpack, and they were like, "Hey, <laughs> eighth grader or nice. like seventh grader. Uh, you know, come to a show with us." Oh and cool. so then I went to sh- I started going to shows in like Boundbrook and like the Boot and Elks Lodge and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so it was kids from all over.
1: Do you remember who that crew was? Do you still talk to them at all?
2: Sort of I, well, the first show I went to was a face first show. No one <laughs> is going they became like Houston calls yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I ran into one of them. yeah, was a that show. a Hamilton cafe? Yeah, yeah Hamilton Street. Sounds well, right. originally at the Palace.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. got um, you.
2: But uh, it was like that kind of pop punk, yeah, crew, um, like ska punk and sure. stuff. Then everybody started to go to hardcore shows, and so yeah. I also went to hardcore shows, even though like I wasn't like that into it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember like more of the band names, but it was like L W L and yeah, yeah, like.
1: I remember, I like, the know. Joystick, like, yeah, 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 yeah pinball yeah. records. The Derringers?
2: Yeah, Derringers. pinball Pinball records, sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: sure. Yeah, I knew the scene well, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, like, Mr. Hardcore in those days, so I was, like, hey, if you're not, <laughs> yeah. like, moshing, you know, I'm not that into it.
2: But it's, like, I went to, like, when I started going to basement shows in New Brunswick, it's, like, I went to all that stuff, and I had, I had a lot of fun at a lot of it, but, um, it, that was more a social thing than my, like, knowing all the hardcore bands. yeah, yeah.
1: Was, like. Um, the fact that you were exposed to music in high school and stuff—like, uh, did you feel? I guess I ask. I wonder. Sometimes I feel like, um, say, like the most well-rounded uh, atheists I know are like the kids who go to Catholic school. Oh, yeah. Or like you know, mm-hmm. sometimes the most well-rounded progressives I know are the ones who like actually grew up with like working-class people, or actually grew up in like the types of things that kind of create. The way you are, it's not by default. Yeah. So, so you, so going to like private school in Somerset County, like, is any of the, the way you chose to live your life, you think like a reaction? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. how so?
2: Well, I mean, you can't, um, I feel like if you, if you grew up in New Jersey in general, you're seeing a more diverse side of the, Country than other other parts of the U.S. necessarily, sure. um, and I think going to school with um, kids from all sorts of different backgrounds, it really wasn't um, as homogenous as as it could have been, right? Um, and then going to shows with kids from also all different backgrounds, sure. um, I think then when you see, <laughs> it's like then when I saw like the super rich kids at school. Um, and the way, uh, like their lives were, or their perspective and things was like completely out of touch, right? Um, even f- like from a really young age, yeah. yeah. Um, it it just gives you a, a perspective, like sure. it, it, you can actually have an opinion when you've seen. Right, all the different things. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. when you, when you're you know in a bubble and you don't know what it is outside of you know your own family life or your sure. own like economic standing, like yeah, how how would you know what the world is like for other people?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Um,
2: so I think, um, it wasn't that I necessarily had like a bad time, but it was
1: like I saw, I could see what was yeah, happening. You're just an aware person, and could yeah. could, could go through somebody else's experience. Mm-hmm. Were you like naturally kind of an empath like that? Like you just looked into, like, other people's experience and could kind of, like, feel it a little bit?
2: I mean, I think so. I think so. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I definitely grew up um, kind of understanding that, like, y- you weren't invincible and that, like, bad things could happen. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was always very much like, well, I just I just want to go do all the things. Sure. And... Uh, uh, were you raised yeah, um, with religion?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I was. I was raised Catholic. Pretty hardcore. Um, maybe, maybe not as like hardcore as some people, for sure. Like, I didn't, I didn't go to Catholic school.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: um, right. But it was definitely like church every Sunday, if yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to or not. Got confirmed, even though I was like, I don't right. know what this is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, like going to hell in a handbasket totally fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Huh. That stuff is really interesting. With like, I feel like. Again, it's another, like, shape of – like you said, I've been to parts of the Midwest where I realize halfway through the conversation, I'm like, oh, I'm the first Jewish person you've ever met.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I'm like, okay. I'm like, now I'm willing to, like, accept, like, kind of a weird question. You know what I mean? Like, like – Yeah, that you weren't used to before. Now I know something strange might come at me because, like, literally I'm like – I'm like an alien that just like touched down, <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, curious yeah. about things that you've heard and stuff like that. For sure. And I, I do think that, um, that taste in the world can be so illuminating for people, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like I had the same thing, you know. It was like, um, literally went from, you know, uh, East Bridgewater, you know, like, um, Kids doing well, sports, like super just mainstream white Bridgewater stuff. It's like lacrosse. It look big <laughs> time lacrosse, like, like literally. Like, yeah. And, uh, and then when I like started, you know, but then it, it never like settled in for me. And then eventually mm-hmm. I realized like, oh, like my parents are from New York. They're like Jewy liberals like from the city who like just – raised me in a way Mm -hmm. that was like sort of antithetical to like a lot of what i'm seeing right now yeah did your parents like give you uh any insight or or was it more like we talked about before like the rejection of it that that framed it more
2: it was probably the rejection of it that, that framed it more for sure um i think um when i was younger if you had like looked at me and then looked at my parents you would have been like how did this happen <laughs> like where <laughs> right. did you come from <laughs> um so so yeah but but i think that you know um i mean I, I went to private school but it's not like my family had all the money in the world you know yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like and and so it wasn't um i don't know it's kind of like the middle of the road for the the private school that i went to, you know. So, um but I think that they definitely gave me access to a lot of things while also like not necessarily spoiling me to everything. You know? so um so yeah, I don't I don't know. That's
1: I got you. (laughs) Yeah. Um so I went ahead behind your back and I had John send me one of your new songs. Is that okay?
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. I, I would have sent him to you. Okay. It's totally
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. I hit him up. I could tell he was like, he was like pensive for like a second. And yeah, he was like, Yeah, he's oh, about really was it. like,
2: we're It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, fucking sounds awesome, Thank by the way. Him. He sent me, um, what was it? Pa- power bottom? Power couple? <laughs>
2: <laughs> did i just rename it <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah no power couple yeah, yeah, yeah. um but like and, and you're you're talking about john and yellow
1: who uh produced i am, produced our record, I am yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. john and yellow the great who actually almost came to co-host this episode i know but well, he couldn't he was, do he was it so
2: close to being here the same uh, weekend I'm I, know, I know i
1: know i tried i tried yeah. but like right off the bat i mean i listened to the track like five times after i got it it's awesome thanks um but it sounds thick. Thanks. Like, uh, what were you what were you doing in there? Like, it sounds like a new, a bit of a new approach as yeah. far as, like, uh, just how, like, sounding like Big Rock, which, you know me, like, mm-hmm. I love that shit. Oh, so. no, that's, yeah, that, yes, that is that is what we were aiming for. So, what was, like, the conversation with John, like, going into it? Was it part of just, like, an idea to do it that way or it just panned out that way?
2: Um, I mean, it was... It, it was definitely the idea to do it that way because you know it's like we, we're a guitar-driven rock band, sure. and um, you know we we come from more of a punk, more of a punk background. But um,
1: uh, I never know what to do with
2: my hands <laughs> so I'm like swiveling all over the yeah, place. Here.
1: You can see we've both spent not that much time in office chairs, and yeah, lives. we're just like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> we should know. We're for people like you and I. We're in a fancy place
2: yeah this is this is this is fancy there's not a i think this is soundproof but there's not a door so i don't understand there's like a sliding
1: glass door there oh it's oh but apparently when it gets a little rowdy in here or out there like people can hear each other oh okay yeah that's what i'm hearing like i said i'm a rookie in this place i walk in i'm like these are like all like millennials on their computers looking at analytics and shit. Like, I know I, I there know. was a lot of data happening out there, so and I was like, okay, data. I don't know. So much it's, it's <laughs> analytically driven. We could get into that's a whole other podcast because because I love the analytics of sports.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that is your whole that that's, is your whole other. Yeah. Podcast. I
1: love like the algebra of that. But anyway, so so what was it like? Um, like, how did you even get to know John? Like, how did you decide to to go that way? Well, I mean, I.
2: I had really admired his work for a long time and knowing a lot of the records that he's worked on it, he was one of those people that that for years I was just like well yeah. one day if one right, day maybe right, yeah. maybe we'll get to work with yeah, him that yeah. would be bananas sure and then um you know and, and he has worked with with people who um people who I know and, yeah. and who we know and sure. and and I think he was at least vaguely aware of us but I just yeah. emailed him <laughs> That's, that's literally yeah, how it yeah. happened. Awesome. So, um, and, and even that, I didn't necessarily think it would all pan out. It was just sort of to see if he would be interested. Cold and email, then, or
1: did you have like a person who like no cold email? Cold like, email. Like the
2: contact form on his website.
1: Get out of here! Uh-huh. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Quick response. Yeah,
2: I love yeah, yeah. it. Um. Yeah. So I. I mean. I. I, uh, I feel like after sending him. Our demos he was he was really on board and he was really psyched about the songs and um and i think that we didn't even necessarily have to talk a lot about like the strategy for it necessarily gotcha. um, because a lot of it was it was just very live um so, so kind of just
1: landed itself to that to begin with just the songs yeah. that's mm-hmm. awesome
2: yeah we definitely like added a lot to it um you know it, it's not just strictly like two guitars, bass drums oh, yeah. well, you know like yeah, yeah but um but i think it was a really it just seemed like a really natural process we didn't like over overthink it but i would cool. just, I was just i want these songs to sound big
1: yeah yeah and they did. Awesome. I, I think they do no so. they definitely well i mean i only heard the one but it okay. definitely does what's john's like um approach with with pre-production and and like and how, how do you like receive criticism cool. like that like
2: well i mean um you know going into it i i wanted a Producer on okay. it, you know, it's like, and I, it wasn't just, um, you know, finding the right recording engineer,
1: right. to translate it. So, so you're looking for someone to like get into the meteor songs with you mm-hmm. a little bit.
2: Oh yeah, like I, I wanted the feedback. Cool. um, you know, we worked on demos. Like my my bandmates and I worked on demos really pretty hard, like a lot harder than we we have in the past. Necessarily of actually, like recording and mixing our own demos. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I basically I know very little about, like, advanced recording stuff. But yeah. I, you know, pushed myself to figure a lot of it out. So we, so at the very least, we could have demos that I could send to him and say, like, this is what these songs are sounding like. Sure. What do you think? And yeah. um, we didn't have a ton of time in the studio, so all the pre-production was really through email and, like, revising demos and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, his his feedback was really... Really great, but also really um, open to us, like not wanting to do certain things. You know, like if he suggested something and we were like, "Nah," it was like, "Okay, like, that's oh, okay. fine." Yeah, he's you totally know.
1: like not not a restrictive place <clears throat> at all.
2: No, it wasn't like, "Oh, you're not doing that chorus." Like yeah, there yeah. was none of that. Right, but, he doesn't um, seem like that kind of guy. <laughs> no. Yeah, but um, but I feel like um, you know, I, I definitely I really trust his opinion and trusted his his feedback, and we you know would try everything, and it was. It was really fun to work on um, ahead of time. And then we, when we got into the studio, we really knew, you know, a good 80% of what what was going to happen.
1: Cool. So. And then I'm sure all that, like, demoing and stuff made you guys just tighter yeah. when you got there, right? And yeah,
2: because we, we had a much more solid
1: starting point. So and I'm sure with John, the day-to-day recording budgets are... More expensive than normal.
2: Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just
1: a, a little touch. bit. Yeah. Um, that's, I get, I, sometimes I hear about these bands who are like, yeah, we went into this studio to write for like a month and then, uh, oh, it wasn't coming. So we went to this. I'm like, why don't you just, and you just literally like, like hang out in your house. Yeah. Why don't you just <laughs> piss and burn your own money? Like, right. what the fuck are you people doing? Like, Like, you should be ready to go by the time you get in the studio. Yeah. Or like, like if you're, if
2: you're quote unquote writing in the studio, the studio should be like your practice space, you know? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Not, not the like full studio you're paying for, like, by the day.
1: That's just uh, the day. I think that's like the remnants of like the 80s when people were just like finding new and interesting ways to piss away money because they knew it was all coming back. I don't, I don't get that. I mean, and I know that bands still, still do that. Like, some, but. It's a yeah. little antiquated, I think. Yeah. And I think the smart artists, I mean, like, look at somebody like, I, I like the new Post Malone record. I think it's really good. <laughs> cool. It's like, it's hooky and it's, and it's awesome. But I think about it sometimes, you know, a guy like that is like, to some people, like the spitting image of like mainstream capitalism in like a lot of ways, just cause <laughs> he's, he's on that, you know, pillar and, you know, right. so put yeah. up there. And I think about it, I'm like, the things I had to do to get successful in music and the kind of like buttons I had to push and people I had to like connect myself mm-hmm. to and all these different things, the politics I had to play to like even get anywhere. Yeah. Um And this guy literally like made his own songs on like a fucking laptop, released him himself on like YouTube and mm-hmm. was like a millionaire by the time he was 17 with no middleman. Like, right. Well, like, that is the is thing. Which is kind of punk rock, No. I mean, I think, I think as a concept, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean,
2: I don't, I don't know enough about his background to know just how like truly accurate that is. Cause I feel like a lot of times you do find out that like folks like that have oh, certain connections or fuck. their parents have a ton of money. Did I and, just,
1: like, did I like totally like hook line and sinker by like a PR push? I mean, maybe, I but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, mean? I, like, I don't,
2: I literally don't know.
1: I, tr- I, to be honest, I didn't look too deep into posty. I just heard his new record and uh and went for it. Yeah, uh, but I did go on a wormhole after, and I was like, oh, there's a couple cool guest tracks on this, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be, would be cool. Yeah, awoke, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna like go on Apple Music and look for all these new artists. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't get through like more than a minute of a song without listening to like some 19 year old kid tell me about getting his dick sucked. I was like, which is just it would just make me so uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm like, you know. I'm almost. I'll be 39 next week. You know, like Mm -hmm. there's just certain things. I don't have a big problem with it. No, but 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 it's like it's just not your. uh, I'm not going to grace my ears today. You know, no, no. Um, So I want you to something. I feel like you've always, um, not always, because you've done some stuff off to the side, but as far as music went, you've always presented yourself in a in a band Mm -hmm. rather than a solo artist. Like, um, how important is that to you? To like to To not be Lauren and the blah blah blah, or
2: <laughs> well, I mean, well, Lauren I,
1: and the Warriors. Yeah.
2: Well, because I mean, really, um, you know, the way Warriors is structured, like my, you know, at this point, my bandmates are are really my my bandmates, sure. and, um,
1: and you um, have exceptional bandmates y- at this point. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, and I mean, we've always had like the people who are in the recording lineup, and then sometimes we have fill-ins for right. for tours, right, right, um, right. but it. It really always has been like, quote unquote, my band, you know, like they all know that like at the end of the day, I'm the one that like is making the call on things. But your
1: name's um, on the Twitter. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm going to start holding that over. (laughs) Whose name's on the Twitter? Excuse me,
1: fellas. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, I said two BPM slower. Don't make me show you the masthead again. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, who is? I want to say paying you, but barely. So, whatever. Oh, Frank's but,
1: um, so nice. He'd probably just be I like, know. okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man, Frank. <laughs> um, but uh, what's it called? I don't. Yeah, it's like I. Um, as much as I realize that, like, in today's world, people are looking at, you know, you personally as the thing that they're interested in. Yeah. I don't. I don't like when it's like just me on things, yeah, like yeah, yeah. my photo on stuff. It just makes me feel real weird because that's not um, what I'm interested in, you know. Um, okay.
1: Or like, does it feel well, like like just self promotional or like
2: it? It feels self promotional, but it also it's just like I'm not. I I don't know. It's like I like making things, and I like making things that have ended up connecting with people yeah, and I yeah, like yeah. that conversation but I'm not um like if I was counting on like my face to get me ahead in the world I don't think I'd be doing real great you know just like I don't think you know what I mean it's like I, I do I know what you
1: mean <laughs> so I'm just like this
2: isn't uh yeah there was like I think I think the um the thought came up to or like someone uh, posed the idea to like put a photo of me on the record cover and i was like
1: no i mean i think it would be <laughs> badass like, well i personally. mean i don't i
2: don't think it's it's necessarily you're a like cool a bad thing you know me. i mean but i don't yeah i don't know it, it, i i think it's probably a negative thing that i feel that way you know like i but i but i think um, that's. I guess it's just like it's not my priority. Yeah, I'd rather I, I'd rather people like r- just really love our music than like yeah.
1: care what I look like. Right, right. I mean, mm. if only we were in an industry where you could just be judged on your content. Like I wish. Oh yeah, I wish, <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah. so bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like uh, that's such a tough pill to swallow. Sometimes I, I think about that when I was younger. How many like like I was always the one who was in like a you know shitty like Lanco hooded sweatshirt and you know <laughs> yeah. like just shave my own head at home and you know and like because because to me that was like punk rock that was mm-hmm. like i don't give a shit about any of this i'm like gonna focus on all yeah. this other stuff and then i'm like doing the shows i'm booking the halls i'm like you know doing all the hardcore stuff you have to do mm-hmm. and like the little kid from like up the mountain who shows up with liberty spikes is the one that, like, everybody thinks is cool and gets the attention Uh and, like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, at the time, the young ladies liked and stuff. And I'm like, I guess I'm gonna go to the diner again with, like, my three friends, you know, (laughs) because we're actually doing something. Yeah. It's been a strange, like, pill to swallow where I've realized going, navigating through this industry how, like, how impossible it is to avoid. And, like, the people who do avoid it There are some great artists who so diligently avoid it, they may diligently hurt themselves.
2: Yeah. Which, like,
1: sucks. I mean, it sucks Mm -hmm. that that's the reality. But, like, do you think you do have to find some middle ground in that in order to, like, find, like... And Not even like commercial success, but enough success to just do this Definitely for a fucking living. It. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm not so scared of it that I'm like, no one look at me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, or like no one, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, um, I don't entirely think of it that way, but I guess it's like, I don't, um, uh, the, the thought of it being like a solo project, like, like Lauren and the whatever <laughs> is like, <laughs> uh, i I guess that just hasn't been my context like right. I like it it's like the the music that I make and perform, I like being as a band and yeah. not as like a solo pop artist or something sure. you know um I'm sure it could be yeah um you know, like that i I could very e- just as easily have like put out this record just with my name on it, sure. and plenty of people do that um mm-hmm. but it's just not um. Yeah, it's just, like, not... it. It's not my gut instinct, so I just... I guess I kind of trust that. Yeah, But I also... I mean, like, I... um, You know, it's like I use social media. I, like, write back to people. I, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, engage yeah. with it for sure. sure yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You're
1: not, like, um, a hidden presence at all. No, no. no. no.
2: But, and, but the thing is, like, I, I know... I do know people who I think are incredibly talented who are, like, oh, don't look at me. Don't yeah. give me that attention. I don't want to be like quote unquote popular i don't want like attention from the music industry yeah, i yeah. think it's w- like weirdly self-promotional and i'm like do you want to play music for the rest of your life or yeah, not yeah. like i mean or i mean like uh tour and stuff and if sure. you're like if you're not interested in that fine cool like i sometimes wish i didn't like have to do this but yeah I, exactly you know but i want to um but um but it but it is it's it, it can be sad to me when i when i see super talented folks like, think that it's bad if people like their
1: music you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, um yeah yeah okay yeah but but anyway I think I think I was like you know I was always the one when like Gaslight was coming up that was like the resistor to like anything you know mm-hmm. what I mean like any next step any like thing I was always the one who was like oh guys uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know, like and I had some serious punk rock scruples mm-hmm. about what we were doing. And then it did get to a point where I'm like, Jesus Christ, like all these motherfuckers are making a ton of money around this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and there is a point you have to start thinking about certain things literally just to not get played, you know, like literally like,
2: because I think there, you know, there's a big difference to be in it for the money. Right. And to just be in it, to keep doing it. Right. And I, and I think that, um, you know, I also came from like super punk background that you would never like officially work with a label oh, or yeah. like you know have someone promote your record to radio yeah, and like yeah. to college radio so I that's know. like that would just no like a press photo like what yeah. are you talking and and um you know i definitely still have a line you know sure. there are things yeah, i don't want to do but like um at the end of the day i just want to be able to keep doing this and feel good about it and yeah. um that doesn't look like What I thought it would look like when I was 17.
1: (laughs) Right. How can it? Yeah. No. Yeah. How can you even be able to see the world you don't even know yet? Right. Yeah. 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 No.
2: And I didn't. And it's like no one. Yeah. It's like when I was that age, no one told me that I could be doing the things that I'm doing right now. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Or what it would look like. Oh, no. I thought everybody was the Metallica Nothing Else Matters video. (laughs) That's what I thought when it was successful. It's like you just hang around, yeah. You it's, shoot hoops,
2: <laughs> you it's go like a like life of leisure. Just you know? brush
1: your hair, play some music on a, on occasion. Yeah. You know what no. a life. No one tells you that it's like hours and hours of admin. I know, <laughs> you know, I know. Well, we didn't all get the Metallica one no. million dollar signing bonus. No. You know <laughs> what a life. Um, do you like? Do you envision yourself as a guitar player first? Or no. a singer for always
2: song songwriter, songwriter, singer and songwriter. Yeah, so no, guitar is I'm just a. a I am I am a solid rhythm guitarist. Okay, yeah. so it's just a
1: mechanism to it's, get it's the song to, to write. Through. Song. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And I mean, and
2: I can write leads and stuff, but I yeah. have shred. I, I barely riff,
1: you know. Well, I was gonna say though, because there's a couple songs, you know, the new one that John sent me, mm-hmm. and then I'm listening to the like the possibility and songs like mm-hmm. that, and I could see where. Um, uh, the guitar melody could have come before the vocal melody is it yeah. is that the case?
2: I mean sometimes there's definitely a lot of songs where I'll write the basics for the guitar lead, like I have that in my head, and i'll I'll write that out but um but i don't um yeah, it's like I don't think of that as even necessarily being a guitar thing, like a lot of that mm. on this record, like I actually wrote a lot of it on piano Got okay. um, and some of the um a lot of the songs have like uh kind of piano as uh as part of the rhythm section. You know, as cool. part of like the bass. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Some nice steady notes going through. Yeah, and, stuff and, like, that. and, and,
2: and like some leads too. So cool. I think that like, yeah, it's my playing guitar is really more about the song than it is about the instrument necessarily.
1: Okay. So um and when you're when you're writing uh words and you're writing a song you know, is it is it your initial goal to make sure you're writing a pop, like a catchy song with a hook, or is it your initial goal to make sure that you're getting the lyrics and the message like across in a certain way?
2: Um, I'm well. I mean, I I tend to write songs around a hook, or like around not even a hook, but like a line that I'll get stuck in my head, like a line and a melody, and then right. I kind of build things out around that i don't very often sit down and think like i'm gonna write a song about this now it's you know it's it's more the um like yeah i'll i'll like start humming a line like or like a uh like a clever phrase or something they'll be like that's a lyric you know and, and cool. go from there
1: what do you what do you like jot those things down on do you have like you use your phone you like sketchpad or something
2: yeah i mean i'll i'll like a lot of times if you see me like uh, like texting in the middle of a band, I'm like pretty <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I'm not texting, I'm, yeah, writing, yeah, yeah. I'm writing
1: lyrics. Um, I have the same issue sometimes. Yeah. yeah I'm
2: like I'm not, I'm not
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, I know.
2: Um but, or like I have a notebook journal that like when I when I start like writing songs for a record, I I just I journal a lot and I, yeah. I write stuff down in it a, in a, like a notebook for the record.
1: When you journal like do you um do you have like a a disciplined like like journaling schedule. Like, do you journal every day? I like the same. I know some I people do it in kind of like a meditative way or something. Like,
2: I I wish I did. I have over the years, but I don't. Um, I haven't been, yeah. um, but I do. Um, I think that journaling has definitely helped my songwriting because when I when I'll start writing. Um, writing more often a lot of times i'll go back and like highlight things and and grab stuff out um and actually when we were working on our first record um that uh we worked on with laura jane grace that that was that was something that she actually um was talking about or that um i kind of picked up from her a little bit but um she was saying that like journaling really uh helped her Mm. like Lyric writing process or songwriting, from what I remember. Sure. Um, and so then I, I definitely started started doing that, uh, even just in little
1: chunks. And
2: it, you know, it it helps you see what's on your mind. Yeah, you know? sure.
1: And even just the practice of writing can't mm-hmm. hurt ever, right? Right. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, it's like the Vonnegut believed in that. He thought like even if you didn't have a uh, like a rush of creativity, mm-hmm. it was still necessary for an artist to like oh, sit yeah. down. And, like, make sure you're grinding through your practice every day. So when the creativity does strike, then you actually, like, know what to do with it.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, I mean, I I, I really do try to uh, be as disciplined about it as I can. Whether that's writing or drawing or, like, working on songs and stuff. Like, spending... A, even a little bit of time every day doing it it it, it really can be a game changer like sure. it, you know um because then you have the space to play around with things and you're not sitting there thinking like crap i have three hours to right. write a thing yeah now. yeah
1: you know sure i um, feel like this day and age too it's like it's it's almost when you even allow yourself the time to just unplug from anything Mm -hmm. for even, like, 10, 15 minutes. Like, sometimes I even, like, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go sit in this room for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. with nothing and make sure that I'm just, like, running through a few things that are definitely, like, piled up in the brain here. Mm -hmm. And if they just stay there and I keep playing fucking word racer or something, like...
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, this this is never going anywhere.
1: And it's going to maybe come out in some weird, creepy way, you know? I think that's part of the thing that might be going on with, like you know social politics and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is like we are so distracted all the time that i think it leads to almost a non-nuanced look at Mm -hmm. things if you never have a chance to like sit back and think about the thing you just read not
2: like processing your feelings ever yeah Yeah, like this made me
1: feel a certain way why Mm -hmm. that's something important to think about (laughs) especially if something pisses you off no, it's sure. important to think, like, why did this piss me off? Yeah. Like, you know? And I think that's one of the strange things with, like, confirmation bias and stuff happening is, like, if someone mm-hmm. says something that really pisses you off, like, they probably got to you a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's or, like, they, or they said they, something yeah.
1: that you already feel like you haven't, you know, your Achilles heel is, like, a little open yeah. about or something. Yeah. And, then, and then it makes you just, like...
2: It's like getting defensive about stuff. It's like, exactly. well, they were probably a little right if you're getting this defensive exactly. about it. So. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, he's prayer. I read... Um, something you wrote or not said in an interview that you know activism is Mm -hmm. super important to you and that part of it is uh being disciplined enough to like read the news every day like something like that Mm -hmm. um there are days like i am on like the news or twitter for like Mm -hmm. five or ten minutes and like and i'm such a sensitive person in a lot of ways that like it's like a game changer for me. Like it fucks like my day up. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like I'll literally be, you know, I'll be cooking for my kids, getting them out of the house and then have this and this and this going on. And then I'll like check this thing and I'll be like, motherfucker. And yeah. I'll like just start stewing about different things. And then all of a sudden I'm like a little bit of like a worse parent you know what it's I mean? Like, I'm almost like a
2: bad mood to l- other people, yeah.
1: Or I start to get unfocused mm-hmm. on the things I'm actually like working on, and th- you know the things that are important, like. Um, and so, so I know some people who like who kind of opt out of the news. You know where they're mm-hmm. like, I emotionally can't handle this. Right. Is that like? But is that privilege? Oh, when you can opt out of the news? Yeah.
2: I mean, complete. I mean, I. I can understand someone saying like, you know what, I'm not gonna be on certain social media anymore. I'm not, you you know, like a lot of people, yeah, like do that, sign off because they can't handle the constant barrage of of people that they disagree with, or you know, whatever that interaction is. Like, I, I, I can understand that mm-hmm. who, kind of whoever you are no matter what your sure. level of privilege is. but um but i think it's it is a bummer when i hear people say like oh i don't i don't read the news or i don't pay attention i'm like what like dream world are you living yeah. in where you can just not understand what's going on or not care to chime in or vote or go do and do anything um you know to help the situation sure um you know, I, I it's I don't understand that. Um, yeah. I I understand taking care of yourself, you know, and and caring about your family and knowing that, like, okay, if I'm gonna go on uh, Facebook in the morning and then it's gonna ruin my day and right. I'm gonna be like snippy with my family, yeah, and, like yeah. maybe don't do that. But right. like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't I I can't wrap my mind around it when people are like, oh, "I don't it's fine." Yeah. We're f- like I I don't read it. It bothers me sure. too much. It's like, "Well, yeah, good for you, dude." Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice.
1: That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it's like, nice. It must, must be great to be you. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> nice that you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I mean, I run into the same issue. I mean, I've been a news junkie ever since like the first Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Like I became morbidly obsessed with what was happening. I couldn't understand why if people were getting bombed over there, why it can't happen here. Yeah. And you know, that kinda and from that point on, like, I could never not read the news. Mm-hmm. But I do see an issue happening right now, which is like on the same concept, like I live in Jersey City, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't even know where to fucking find a Trump supporter. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. like there's none around me. Like, and no, if they really. are, they're hiding in plain sight. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's some I've seen. Yeah, them. No, I've seen I the mean, percentages. There sure, are yeah. people who vote for them there. Um, but it's like I could wake up in the morning, not go on any of that stuff and go outside. And basically everything that's happening in the world around me, my country, all these things, it's not having a direct effect on me. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. And I'm almost amazed it hasn't yet. You know what I mean? The fact that because I'm like a straight guy with like a family Mm -hmm. who lives in a nice area and I own my place already and like stuff like that, there hasn't been anything that's happened yet that has literally directly affected me. Mm -hmm. So it it, it does take like a – almost like a a morbid discipline to like (laughs) make sure that I'm like being exposed – to the things that I know are out there, even though I don't see it on my doorstep. Yeah.
2: Well, but but the thing is, I think that even if you aren't necessarily being um, like incredibly adversely affected by specific legislation that's happening, you know people who are. Oh, no, I'm you affected
1: know, emotionally. Well, I'm no, affected no, no, greatly. Oh, no, no, yeah, but yeah. I mean, but
2: like... I mean, you know, if if you haven't like specifically seen your taxes go up, or you haven't lost health care, or right. you haven't like been under threat of being deported, like yeah. you know, even if those things aren't like materially affecting your life, like you definitely know people that it is, and like, yeah, um, and I think that it,
1: I watched my aunt weird. get married and unmarried, literally, oh, like yeah. her mm-hmm. marriage revoked, you know, and then had to go to another oh, state right, and yeah. get married, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely I've seen it. So
2: you so you see it, of course, and yeah. and it would be it would be as if you were ignoring that.
1: Right. You know? Sure. Um, Or, you know. Can you give yourself like a cheat day? (laughs) Like, like how like workout people do? Like six days a week, I'm news guy. I'm in it.
2: Well, I mean, and then
1: like one day you're just like, I'm out
2: i mean there's certainly yeah.
1: <laughs> this is my pizza I day i think we
2: probably need that yeah as a, like exactly. can we just have a day where like he doesn't do or say something yeah. just
1: horrible like meatless mondays yeah. It's like.
2: <laughs> no i mean i wished. yeah yeah
1: yeah I, yeah media, i mean and there are days i don't listen to the daily you know? you know what's that
2: <laughs> there are days i don't listen to the daily right you now yeah <laughs> then I'm like, i can't today. yeah i just can't stomach it right now um but, but no, but I hear that doesn't you. mean that it doesn't stop. No, it's true. You it's know. a
1: good point, and and it's it's like it's something about politics I can't understand. Is like, like I feel like even if you're just like a generally conscious and empathetic mm-hmm. person, that like. You could just like understand what's happening in other people and not yeah. like it and feel something, right? And like that's the thing that I can never understand about mm-hmm. the way people talk is like, like you know, you're talking about like actual people, right? Yeah, like it's people like people just like you,
2: you <laughs> know, yeah. like who are or it's like um, when people think that uh, like you know certain things are happening to like oh well, it's like other people that like not. Not us, or not our friends, or like not our community, or whatever. It's like these these like quote unquote other people. I'm like, who are you talking? Like, yeah, they're actual people. I just don't.
1: Yeah. Well, and 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 it goes down to the basic concept too. It's always if you look in like the history of like fascism and stuff, it's always mm-hmm. the the centrists who wind up tipping it the wrong way. Yeah, because no, they're yeah. the the large group of people who could actually stand in the way from something happening, mm-hmm. but since it doesn't affect them, them, yeah, yeah. So this whole, this whole thing, I'm glad we just talked about this because now I'm recommitted to making sure <laughs> okay, I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I... just I just know some... I do know some people who literally have, like, who have, like, mental disorders and things like mm-hmm. that where, like, like they, they walk such a fine line every day mm-hmm. between just being able to, like, get up and get through the fucking day mm-hmm. that, like, something like that can tip them the other way. And I guess... Yeah. I feel that way sometimes and I think I just wonder I'm like does everyone have to be a revolutionary? You know what I mean? Like some people just aren't up for it.
2: No, well, but I I mean, I think that um you know, not not everyone can do all of the things that they want to do from that standpoint or like that they would do if they right. could, you know. Um and I but I think that um my concern or like my point of view on that is always yeah. just that like well if you are if you are able to do something you know um if you can take care of yourself and take care of your family and your friends and like and then you have time to like go show up at a rally or go show up right. at a march or give money to an organization cuz you have an extra 5 bucks you know um or volunteer or like sure. there that there are a lot of ways that you can be involved if you can. Yeah. If you can't that's okay too, but it's not. Um, it's not something to just be like, nah,
1: right, <laughs> like, right, right, right.
2: I don't feel like that's going to bum me out. Sure, so I'm not going to do right, it. You know, right. like it's not you shouldn't that handle it passively. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, it's it, serious. But I, but I think that, like, you know, taking taking care of yourself and your mental health will, in the end positively affect the rest of the world yeah you know um so so there's that as a very basic yeah for
1: sure sometimes i think like that's the most punk rock thing you can do these days Mm -hmm. is like if you can keep yourself out of like the systems of like big pharma and big food and -hmm. stuff like that and actually get through life without like being tied into uh eastern medicine and being like you know, tied into things like that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Western, Western man, I was like, Yeah, Yeah. That? If you're like being tied into stuff like that, I feel like those are, it's it's almost like um, there's people who scream like, I don't want a fucking tax on my sodas. I want a 72-ounce soda. That's that's my right as an American. Yeah. But it's, like, not my right as an American to, like, not pay for your fucking diabetes medication in, in 20 years. Yeah. Which is going to happen mm-hmm. because everything tells us it's going to, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, like, sometimes I feel like almost being off the grid a little bit yeah. and staying out of the system is almost, like, the most punk rock thing we can do these days. Like, take care of yourself and like stay out of all of it. Like, don't even let them get their hands on you, you know? (laughs) Well,
2: but I mean, I guess, um, maybe I don't entirely understand what you're saying, but, um, (laughs) because I mean, I, I, I I feel like I am already tied in with that, but it's Mm. like, and and I think that part of taking care of yourself can be having to do that. Sure. Um, but, but it is like if you, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just like you, you can be a better person to your immediate community that can set an example for people if you are taking care of yourself. Yeah, you know? and that that's not to say that like everyone is able to
1: take care of them. You know what that's I mean? True. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but if if you're, I don't, I don't know.
1: So where, like, I, this is basically my slow ascension into being, like, <laughs> an old fuck in a rocking chair in the middle of the woods yeah. saying, leave me alone. I think yeah. that's, like, what I'm getting closer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that leads to my next question. Cool. So, <laughs> so I saw on Twitter—I'm I'm actually quoting Twitter, oh, the devil now. Uh, it was about the Harvey Weinstein thing the other day. If oh, nobody no. saw it, yeah. like, oh. that fucking courageous woman who actually, like, stood just, up there and I did that— just, yeah, like I was like trembling, like watching her do it. That
2: upset me so much
1: because it was like, how hard must have that been?
2: How okay, how hard must have that been for her to get up in front of him and say anything to him, anything to him in the first place? But specifically because the organizer. I mean, I don't want to spread the wrong thing i i i read that the organizers invited him
1: oh is that or that
2: that he you know it wasn't like he just decided to wander in yeah yeah right Um, right.
1: which doesn't make a lot of sense like why would that guy be walking into something like that? yeah and they and they
2: asked the performers not to say anything but how i just don't understand and i mean i i do understand that you know that not everyone would be up in arms about him being there unfortunately but it's like in my ideal world Every single one of the people performing I mean, would stand up and be like, "Fuck no, get the fuck out!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I would. There's no, there's no world in which I would have been in that room and not probably gotten myself arrested. Right, like sure. I just there's there's no way, and yeah, I yeah. and I um it's it's just it's disappointing that the world is it's in a place where you feel too intimidated and too pressured and too awkward to um just raise hell. Yeah, yeah like yeah. just. I don't care about the legal system and due process and innocent until proven guilty. He's a monster. Somebody should have thrown a glass of water in his face, <laughs> at least. Like, there's just yeah, I, I the, got so angry.
1: Who's about the douchebag in the middle? Who's like, shut up? Yeah, it was, I was so like, weird. Ugh. I'm like, what jock like, is out you? there? Yeah, like, it's Jesus. like
2: well, but it's but it's also like you it's probably one of his, his little see-
1: flunkies, you know? Who- but it's
2: like you couldn't see him on the camera. Right. You know, or on, on the thing, but I would like to think that, like, everyone he was with is now, like, oh, you're that guy. You know? Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Or they're payrolled by him, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and they will let it go because of that. Yeah. So I saw the tweet. I, I want to just, to be clear from the start, so it doesn't sound like I'm taking the other position, because uh-huh. I'm not. Yeah. Um, Somebody like that who, not only his story and what he's done is so clear— So factual and so like well told now that like there's not really gray area in that one. And that guy showing up to a place like that, especially so soon without ever showing any form of like remorse or anything like he's just a total Mm -hmm. diabolical type. So that being said, I want you to know, I think her saying something to the guy or people yelling him out of the room was wildly appropriate that night. And I'm for it. Mm Here's my issue. I saw the tweet. It says it should be a lesson from day one that when you see a monster in public, you raise hell and do not let them have a moment of peace. Survivors or anyone shouldn't have to be in a public space with that awful human. Fuck Harvey Weinstein and his enablers. Again, totally agree with mm-hmm. it. Um, and then I saw last night Trump uh, at the World Series <laughs> and the entire crowd yep. booing and yelling lock him up. As much as I hate Trump mm-hmm. and as much as I hate the far right, the thing that scares me about this is I see that, right? And mm-hmm. I see the lock him up chant. And the first thing I think about is like somebody five hundred miles away from here on their couch, repolishing their fucking gun because like because it it's setting up yeah. something like that. And and I had something recently that kind of shook me about this, mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you about it. So I was in the venue. You, um, you certainly know the venue in Pittsburgh, uh, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. the greatest, it's such yeah. a cool little venue. Like no, I awesome. love it. Um, and I see a flyer that says, in like York, Pennsylvania, a anti-racist advocate was killed. Oh yeah. And they showed a photo of some suspected, like, white power people Mm -hmm. in this group and this, like, kind of crew shot of one of them. And I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, Jesus Christ, some fucking big boys in that picture. Yeah, I'm like, there's some fucking, like, rough dudes Mm -hmm. in that picture. Mm -hmm. Guys, like, I don't want to fuck with. You know what I mean? They just have that, like, look to me. I know, like, their deal. And then I'm looking around the venue and I'm seeing, like, young... Punk kids, trans kids, people trying to be in a safe place, mm-hmm. trying to figure themselves out, like everything that that we appreciate about yeah. punk rock in a mm-hmm. space like that. But I had this weird A and B that I never saw it clearly. I'm like, holy fuck, like we're just outmanned. We're outgunned, we're outviolenced, we're out <laughs> mm-hmm. everything. And if we can't retain the current constructs, that protect us we are fucked Mm -hmm. and that's the thing i'm getting scared about the most is like is like i'm all for full-on fucking black mass political activism right Mm -hmm. now but i wonder and i get afraid that if and when the shit actually hits the fan Mm -hmm. which to me is going to be the Unresolved election of twenty twenty, yeah. which he'll never accept the results. Oh yeah, like, what the fuck is going to happen? And that—that's the thing. That—that's my whole point to this. Is like, how do we remain so vigilant mm-hmm. while trying to retain a peaceful outcome? Because if it came to violence, we're fucked. Yeah, that's well, basically what I'm saying.
2: I, I guess I feel like, you know, I don't. <clears throat> I just don't think it should be acceptable to uh, yeah. to do certain things and to be able to um, be without remorse and go about your daily life. Yeah, you know, or like to 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 go about um, like a public sure uh, it, engagement with people. Yeah, like here I know? am. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
2: and and I think that things like telling people to get out, that they are not welcome in certain spaces, like even, even like you're saying at Mr. Roboto Project or like DIY spaces or like venues that that are, um, you know, that have safer space policies and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't accept this kind of speech here. Sure. We don't accept it if, like, you know, you're going to threaten somebody or, you know, be disrespectful to someone. Um, like, you set up those expectations about right. the people in your community and, and I think that um, you know, the more there are spaces like that and that we're saying, like, you are not welcome here, yeah. the more people can understand that, like, just because they're in a room with their buddies that are saying stupid shit all the time doesn't mean that, like, the majority of the country think that that's okay. right? You know, and and I, um, you know, I don't think that, like, violence is the answer i don't necessarily think that like you know someone shitty showing up to a show deserves to get beaten up i just don't think they should be there
1: you right. know? Um, so but sometimes but, you know, beating them up is the only way to keep them from coming
2: well but but i don't
1: like i, I watched that
2: agree.
1: i watched well, that in the 90s like i watched yeah. literally skinheads get kind of beat out of the hardcore scene yeah you know what i mean like they weren't going out <laughs> without you know, like without a fight, they would
2: well, but that's also I I would like to think that like that can be on them, you know what I mean? Like mm. that that like I see that the um like if you set it up that if if someone like that like if a Nazi shows up at a show if you're starting the conversation by just like throwing a punch right then, right, right. then that's like. Then that's how you're starting to handle it.
1: So you think you should attempt to engage it?
2: Yeah. Sure. I mean, even if it's yelling at them to leave. Right. It's still like. It's it's not just immediately like ganging up on them. Right. Like we had um, we played a show in in Canada where um Proud Boys showed up, Ugh. but like by accident. They right, just right, wanted right. to go to a show and so they yeah, were, right, right. like yeah. they were, and I didn't even know it until after after it all happened um that Was this
1: a headline show?
2: Um yeah, so well it, it was it was at a bar um it was I mean it was it was a fairly small show, but it was yeah. like our show. Yeah, yeah. And um you know, they they had to pay at the door, but they sure. had a bunch of money. They were like oh, whatever, fine. Yeah. <laughs> paid for it. Came in, had a few drinks and bartender was like uh what and like the crowd was like super punk super queer they within like by the time they finished drink they could totally tell that like they were not in just like any bar yeah right right right. and no one said anything no like no one approached them but they got the dirtiest looks yeah yeah and ever like people made it very clear that like what the hell were you doing? They you just hear? fell
1: on the outside. By, yeah. By default. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And they left. Really? Yeah. But hmm. but
2: you could tell. I, I mean, from what people told me, it it went down that they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go now. You know. Right. 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 Um, like, not like because we've... necessarily they felt physically threatened, but they don't. Sure. You know, you don't know.
1: Didn't feel welcome. No. Right.
2: But you shouldn't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, sure. I don't feel any um any responsibility to make like sexist racist jerks feel welcome of course (laughs)
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah we came from a scene that literally like i mean that's the sad part about it isn't it is like honestly half the the people i came up with and i i think i imagined hardcore as something it wasn't when i was a kid i really did you know and now that i look back i do realize how how white how male the Mm -hmm. scene i was involved in was you know i mean Mm -hmm. it's intense like like you can't even – I look through old pictures and I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize while I was there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like well, when you're younger. Like you I'm know, a little I, trash bag yeah. Jewish kid from Bradley Gardens. I was just like having fun. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> like the – I realize now that the things that were so important to me mm-hmm. about the hardcore scene, the things that really drew me into it, which yeah. was community and unity and like animal rights and like – Um, uh, inclusivity for for anyone who feels like going to a show. Like, to me, shows were like outcast paradise, you know what I mean? This is where we come because we have nowhere else to go. And then I realized, like, half the guys who were at the shows and they were dancing, they were doing that thing, they weren't attracted to that. They were attracted to the violence. Mm -hmm. They were attracted to the breakdowns. They were people who like, weren't cool just like me and needed community. Yeah. Needed a whole bunch of people to spend a Saturday with. Mm -hmm. But, but when they got further and further away from the hardcore scene and that influence, I saw them, a lot of them like kind of revert back to childhood models and, and just be that, Yeah, you know, and and where the things that meant so much to me, like apparently never, never got into them. No,
2: no, for sure. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, I think that that is the thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people want to say, like, oh, you know, we're all on the scene and we're all on the same page. It's like, no, we're not. No, <laughs> like, no, no. we're really not. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I want it to be that way, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and you keep working for it to be like that. But um, but I, I guess that's the thing. It's like, I just, I want it, uh, I want it to be easier to talk about things so that it's just completely
1: unacceptable sure. to treat people a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm just getting to the point. I really, I'm getting more and more convinced that violence is going to be part of this outcome.
2: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, I me mean, you know, neither. I'm not, uh... And that's where
1: I'm like, I'm like, are we just wasting our time chanting <laughs> when these fucking people are like burying holes in their backyards with like 150 AR-15s and like yeah. the types of things that they're up to? I've literally had, and this is a response. I um. I was trolled on Twitter by Nazis like a couple times, like where those like coordinated troll attacks came at me where like literally like 40 people at once were sending Mm -hmm. me like hail Hitlers and go back to Israel and these giant hook nose pictures and like really like vile stuff, you know? And um, at first before I got my head wrapped around it, it it shook me pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Like I was and half because you know, I'm like, oh wow, this still exists. Great. You know? But half also because like I come from a world where I'm used to like, what did you call me? I'm gonna punch you in the face. And that that's not even possible. I'm like, is this like a real person I need to be worried about? Is this a 14-year-old in Bangladesh who's just getting paid to write a bunch of Mm -hmm. random shit? Like, I don't know. (laughs) So it's hard to 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 gauge. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I come from a family like so so far to once I wasn't allowed to have water guns. I wasn't allowed yeah. to watch GI Joes. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. like really like anything that promoted war or violence was like not okay in yeah. my house. Um, and here I am finding myself filling out gun purchasers ID forms while like my hand is just like I can feel like the philosophical dilemma <laughs> yeah. in my hand like mm-hmm. when I'm filling this thing out and I still haven't sent it in. But it's like it's like I'm in this deep rut right now between what I philosophically want, right, and what I realistically think is going to happen, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the whole thing I brought up with like the Weinstein thing and yeah. Trump at the World Series and this is like if violence is going to be the end of this, what, should should punks be doing more? to prepare to like to organize like like i mean like what could we be doing more i
2: i don't i I don't i don't think i really know the answer to that because i think um it's been a long time since someone um you know since it was the days of you know Nazis showing up to the punk show and people having to have a fist fight. Like, yeah. I don't, I haven't seen that. And I mean, maybe yeah. it's just the places I go, but like, oh, it's been you while. know, yeah, yeah, I don't, you, you don't hear about that as much. Um, and I think that I, I would like to just be pleasantly surprised if it ever does happen that, um, that folks would like know how to have each other's backs, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um and yeah i don't i i just cuz i don't want to consider that sort of violent reality uh enough to um i don't know i cuz i don't want to say that i i don't want to be worried about it because that's a privileged place and that's also just naive right um but um but i think that uh I just hope it doesn't come to that. I just hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, because I because like I'm not going to sit here and be like everyone should get a weapon or something because I don't want because you don't want to um, necessarily promote that if it's not necessary. Of course, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if you feel like you need that. Do it. You know, like everyone should make their own decision about that kind of well, stuff. Well, I don't know what like, the fuck
1: I'm going to do with the thing yeah. even when I got it. You know what I mean? No. I, that's part of it for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, I abandon the idea of home security or something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an old man who's never held one. You know what I mean? The idea that I'm going to walk around my house at night like MacGyver or something <laughs> yeah. is just naive. Like, it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's more in this, like, kind of, hey, get in the car, we're getting the fuck out of here sort no, of scenario. That is,
2: that, I mean, honestly. And I think
1: I, maybe like I have like that thing because my family was jewish is jewish and like came out out of the hot and came to america mm-hmm. like just this idea that like it happens and it how happens, quickly it, happen. it yeah. happens mm-hmm. and like how similar some of the things are playing out and you know the idea that um something like crystal knocked was mm-hmm. that wasn't like the military uprising that was That was an angry mob of citizens, essentially, Mm -hmm. who bought the propaganda enough to go Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, You know, um, like uh, the civil rights movement, as much as we want to like talk about Martin Luther King and how Mm -hmm. great he was, like not all that much happened until people started burning down their cities. And there was Malcolm Mm -hmm. X and there was violence and uh, uh, Gandhi, like he he didn't achieve any types of goals until the British were – sick of fighting wars and there was violent indian yeah. uprising and like it always seems to be a part of it if you mm. like if you look into history and no
2: i mean and and i guess um like the the thought i've been having is that you know i don't have a car <laughs> i i i don't i don't have a car yeah i, I can't afford a car <laughs> right so i don't have one and at least whether, you know how to rent the van <laughs> yeah well, you know honestly it's like i feel probably feel the safest when we're on tour because right. i'm like i'm i can i yeah. can get myself somewhere and and you know um
1: the mountains are right there yeah, yeah. i'm just yeah. like i <laughs> i can just get out yeah. and whether
2: it's like a natural disaster or something bad happening uh you know or something else bad happening um like i can't get myself out yeah, and, yeah. um that scared that scares me in a way that um i is, is a new thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: because that sort of mobility no matter who you are always is a negative thing. like not having of course a certain level of mobility um is is not great but um but in the current climate it definitely it scares me yeah and i'm like yeah. oh i need to be able to get in a car and go yeah,
1: get some wheels and
2: that's i mean that is that's scary i never thought i would see that in my lifetime yeah. to actually be a little afraid like i'm buying water Right. Like every time I go to the grocery yeah, store, yeah. I, just, I, I buy like giant things of water.
1: Well, maybe it's like a simple choice. You know, that, that's what I come down to is like, sure, the, the outcome that there could be violence mm-hmm. and the outcome that people could kill each other over this or divide or something like, mm-hmm. yeah, it might happen. But like, I, I try to think if we're the righteous people. If we're the people who actually believe in like a different way of living, Mm -hmm. a different way of treating each other and a different way of moving society forward, that is like the engagement in that type of activity, lowering our expectation of what we're actually supposed to be. And you're actually better off sticking to the righteous path Mm -hmm. and – You know, instead of uh, a bunch of people who've never taken arms trying to take up arms against people who've been obsessed with arms their entire life. right?
2: It's like I have no chance against that kind of thing. Right
1: Is the better course to just stay our course and like – and try to achieve that better world for ourselves (laughs) and hope people come along with it.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess it's like this is just like echoing in my head right now. Like I am more terrified of climate change. Sure. I am – like (laughs) – like almost irrational. So that's where your so, water, yeah. your water mm-hmm. stuff is coming from. Mm-hmm. That. Well, uh, I mean, it's coming from a lot, a lot of <laughs> right, right. but um, <laughs> but you know, it's like I live in Southern California. Like it, it, everything's on fire, and yeah. there are earthquakes all the time. Yeah, and, or like you know more than here. And yeah, um, you know the the fact that I don't have a car, I can't get myself out. I can't like the seas rise, and I'm fucked. So right. you're just like okay, like, yeah. But this is this is. The world we live in now and the more time that goes by the more i'm like should i be driving inland like what you know it's just it's just it's very scary to think about so when i think about like oh are we gonna like have uh violence because of anything that's happening politically i think that um what we're about to deal with is going to be obviously politically related but like much more of a the the earth
1: right yelling Swallowing at us himself.
2: then yeah. yeah huh i don't know eureka <laughs> you, you, you i might, think i have be, an like an apocalyptic on this on this podcast i think like, I, have an down idea.
1: Road. I think i have <laughs> an idea Why, like i've been a little unnerved by the fact that i haven't seen more like uh not grandstanding but like a unified voice from like the punk community kind of like i thought during something like this we were going to see more of like less like people barking Mm-hmm. And more like a huge group of people barking the same thing. Like I thought, like a movement was going to maybe happen, and I do think it's happened, but it hasn't been organized into like one place that I think where where maybe like a a punk rock group could swing a vote, a, you know, or, mean, or something like that. And yeah. maybe do we need a compound? <laughs> so we I'll go inland. We go a yeah. hundred miles inland on each coast. Gonna grab some friends and Yeah. yeah. Everyone's gotta buy in. You either buy in a certain amount or you donate a skill mm-hmm. you have, you know? Yeah. Uh <laughs> And then, and then we start these things. But build. I think we've
2: ha- we've we've done
1: this before. Compounds never <laughs> you know? work; they never we've work. I know it's always the original group of people are awesome, and then they do it awesome for like some fifteen years, in, and, and then like, some jerk moves it in. It sounds like a punk house. I know. I, you always hear the hippie stories too. Yeah, those old hippie compounds. Like, is there one that's still going?
2: Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. There are some, right? Mm-hmm. We got to talk to those people. Yeah, they I'll actually go
2: live on one, you know? They actually
1: stuck with it. Mm-hmm. They're still there.
2: It's, it's bananas. This is the move inland yeah. compound. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: I'm into it. Um, so I read today that Louis CK has oh, just no. announced another tour. Um, really? Yeah, like he announced like a 14 show tour, and I <laughs> saw you know the Twitter person saying, "Oh look, he really like suffered for what he did, and now he's you know in this and that." Um, Like, a guy like him, is there a path to redemption, and what is it? Because clearly, like, the way he went about it was grossly wrong, if there is a way to go about it, because he never showed much contrition. He got up fairly soon afterwards and did a stand-up that kind of, like, doubled down rather than, like, showed anything. Um, Is there, like, a world where he could have had a path back like what would someone I mean, like that sh- need to show
2: i don't it's like i don't know about him specifically but i i will say that i i am somebody that really believes in accountability and that it is not always black and white of like you did a bad thing and now you are ostracized for the rest of your life yeah no matter what um i I i think that there's gray area and um you know uh that, that people are capable of changing. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, just like as a concept. Right. Um, so I think, I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a clearly a better way to handle that. Yeah. And, uh, going, going on a 14 day tour when you really haven't demonstrated the kind of accountability and remorse and change that I think a lot of people would like. Sure. um, you know, like that's that's not that's that's not the way to do it. Right. You know, um and uh and my th- thing with that, um, you know, when you see people doing that or you see um like bands trying to come back after yeah, I like I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Just it's the kind of thing where I have my opinion about it. Yeah. You know, I I have my feelings on it, and I'm not gonna buy their stuff. <laughs> right. I'm not, like I'm not going to buy the record. I'm not going to go see Louis CK. I'm yeah, not, gonna, yeah, you know, like I'm not sure. going to like watch their TV show or whatever it is. I'm not going to give them my money. Yeah. And if we all did that, maybe they go away. Like I, <laughs> right. you know, like I right. and so like, you know, you you can have um uh, you know, your opinion about it and we we should all have an opinion about it. Sure. Um, but um and and talk about it obviously, but at the end of the day, after that, just don't go see them. Like, right, don't, right. don't buy the record. Right? Yeah, 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 it's not yeah. that hard. Right, and, right. Um, you know if,
1: uh, yeah, that's yeah. What sucks. It's going to be fourteen sold out shows. That's what sucks. You know, like you could say it now, right? Like,
2: I mean, I like maybe, but maybe not. I would like to think that that no, that it wouldn't be. Well, maybe he's going to
1: overshoot his venues. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he goes for a theater.
2: Yeah, a theater, theater, theater tour. It, it like doesn't it's work. It yeah, Doesn't goes work on a theater tour. <laughs> but. But that's the thing. It's but like, there is yeah.
1: a road, like like for someone like him, it just needs like. What would you like to have seen from someone like that? Like,
2: I mean, I think, I think you can tell when people are really, uh, are actually sorry. I think yeah, you can tell yeah, when yeah. people are sorry, sure. and um, or when um, they want to like actually make amends for something. Um, and I think that it's up to the people that they um, hurt to determine what that is. Mm. And I think that um, you know that that's part of uh, trusting survivors and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know believing survivors. Like whatever, whatever you want to have, what what you want this person to do, like that's okay. Then that's what they need to do. Right. 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 And right. Um, and so I think that. Um, it, it seems in that case he hasn't done that. No, no. And um, so that it's like it kind of ends there, right? You know,
1: right, right. Um, but there is a road for people if they like. I
2: think so. Yeah. I, because I just I just don't think that like um, I don't know. I don't I don't want to believe that ever. You know, that no one can ever change. Sure. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't, it's I don't true. think that I don't think that people necessarily have to forgive someone. Sure. But um. Uh, I don't, I, I don't usually like conversations that, um, that go the way of like, this person did a bad thing. They are a bad person and will always be a bad person. Like I, um, uh, they're, you know, they're playing people I don't like and don't have a plan for liking anytime soon, but yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that a social death is the automatic answer to anything bad
1: right yeah Um, so so. maybe like like he really should have looked to the community hurt the most for for the guidance like of like how how can i make this right like with your hands up kind of like a little bit yeah
2: and and i mean i um i don't remember enough about the specific scenario of like what was asked of him in the first place you know but i I think that's the thing it's like you can you can tell when someone's like actually, actually sorry and actually trying to change. And sometimes that actually just means never, uh, never being a, pro- a part of your profession again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like may- maybe it does. Like w- when I say there's, there would be a road to redemption, part of that might be never performing again. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you-, you have to think
1: about that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. He clearly didn't do anything. He was just trying to like wait it out. Yeah. You know, that was his, his vibe, he was yeah. waiting it out. I mean,
2: that's what the, the fixers will tell you to do.
1: Yeah. You know? So who knows the PR team he has? Yeah. Who's your PR now? <laughs> who do you got? Um, Tito? Huh? You got Tito?
2: Oh, well, uh, we don't really have like a PR <laughs> person. Talia's our manager. And okay. so she's, she's, she's my cheerleader,
1: I think. but That's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so you spent a lot of time on the road this decade actually your boy screwed me what mikey oh so we do we do a uh we do a spot on this show called mystery friend sometimes oh okay i take a great story Mm -hmm. that like an old friend knows about something that happened and then you have to guess who Who told the story it's called mystery friend I hit up Mikey yesterday. Oh, he was. He's like, he's like, I'm finishing practice. I'm like, if you're with Lauren, don't tell Lauren. Had uh-huh. him he was. Yeah. He was at no, your yeah, practice with, yesterday. With me, yeah. yeah, calls me after. He's like, oh, that's great. Yeah, hit him a couple hours. ago. I'm like, you got something for me? He's like, <sighs> I'm blanking, and he bailed on me. It's like because I'm boring. No, I'm like, the, come Adam, on, man. I needed my mystery yeah, friend. That's weird. but that was gonna be my segue mm-hmm. into into the best and worst tour story oh like like the yeah do, do you have a highlight magic moment
2: um well i'm trying to think of a highlight magic moment that's not going to then also embarrass me somehow but um <laughs> the uh, best do yeah no i have i have a best of well i mean uh i think when um when we, when we got to tour with john k sampson and the winter week um and uh so it was mike mikey and i did a duo set
1: hey we're all good um
2: I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so we we did we did a duo set opening for john k samson the Winter Week, which awesome. was ostensibly the weaker bands,
1: right um oh, okay cause i it was mean most of the band yeah
2: it was most of the band they, they played weaker bands song they also played i mean obviously like all of his solo stuff is awesome yeah um yeah. and uh and you're a big
1: fan of his,
2: anyway. right? Huge yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. just huge fan. Sure. And um, and we we got to do that, and it was a lovely time. Everyone was so nice. The shows were so much fun. Like the first, <laughs> the first night, um, you know, we go out to play our set, and I look out, and John's standing like like three rows back, directly yeah, in front of me. I'm like, also- this is just not real yeah, to, yeah, yeah. like at that point yeah I was sure. like, that doesn't make any sense and and I think that um getting to do those shows and and getting to know him and and that whole crew and um you know was was really just such a highlight in a way that was like this is this is why I make music yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I just yeah. want to get to do this kind of thing and and get to talk to the people that I really admire and and create friendships with the people that um, have meant a lot to me and um you know that that was something that was just that was just really amazing. Um,
1: was it one of those like like I'm here kind of moments? Yeah, a little
2: bit? yeah, and well, and I think, and that's the thing. It's like four people might know who we are, right? You know, but I got to share a stage with like one of my favorite songwriters, and yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, we, we're of the same world now, and I don't, you know, um, I I I can't ask for more than that. And the and the kinds of conversations we get to have on on tours like that with like like people who are at the shows yeah and stuff.
1: that's awesome um do you still talk to John yeah Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah no it's I don't understand isn't funny yeah. like you just no, look through great. your
1: phone yeah you're like whoa that guy's in my phone
2: yeah we like have Here. lunch yeah <laughs> um but got, yeah but but stuff stuff like that
1: you got any devil ones devil stories what's the worst devil story that happened
2: oh um.
1: I hope it yeah. was an opening for gaslight or something. <laughs> no. No, that was that was a highlight of the measure for okay. sure. Okay,
2: good. I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll stroke everybody's ego with that another time. Um, but um uh yeah, well we like you know, every once in a while you you play those shows in like random towns that are just like the well it's like well we kind of need a show or whatever right. like it'll sure. be fine but
1: we Fine. need gas money between this city and this city. Yeah, yeah it's right sure. like, not a
2: big deal. Um, but we—I <sighs> guess I'm trying to think of like another one that's not so obvious because this person will probably know who I'm talking about, but I don't care. <laughs> um, that we played a we played a show where um, we just uh, we knew it was going to be a, a small thing again. It wasn't a big deal, yeah. um, and just kept asking for information, like kept asking like. When does the show start? How much is the show? When, do, like, because yeah. we we had other bands with us and stuff, and um, it's like, oh, you know, we need to, we need to give everyone the information. Sure. Yeah, from I use promoter quotes. But yeah, like, promoter, uh, kept saying like, oh, like you know, this is like small town stuff. Like we don't like you know, like fa- fancy here. You oh, know, it's like sorry, it'll all guy. be okay. Yeah. I'm like okay again I just want to know <laughs> yeah like our our TM was just be like when does the sh-? just like when does the show yeah. start yeah. <laughs> like and um and it was just like pulling teeth and we could just tell that it was like not a priority and sure. kind of like the 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 vibe you get where they're like apologetic before it even starts oh, you yeah. know sure I'm like could you just tell your friends just tell your friends just yeah. just kind of flyer, maybe couple um and it the show was not Great. There were like a handful of people there. Some of some of our uh one of my bandmates like families came out. You know, oh shit. Like, one of, yeah. And we were just like, God damn it. <laughs> You know, it got paid like you know, fifty bucks or something. And um and uh <laughs> it just it was so like every step of I wish I could remember like what the whole thing was, but it was just like apologetic the whole time Right, it was so clear that like it had not been a priority (laughs) and it was so poorly run and like but then you could tell that he he basically like maybe didn't listen to us beforehand or like didn't really know anything about us and really thought he was just doing some like random band a favor and then every band played that was like um like on their game like everyone played well yeah
1: good and you good could tell show. and then you could
2: see it like change in his eye like he had messed up right you know and he's he like was, i he was, didn't like, know
1: what i was doing here yeah
2: then like oh i didn't know you guys were like maybe not like terrible real and like, bands. Yeah. yeah and um you know not, we're not the best band in the world but i think we know what we're doing sure. and like and um and so then it was just like a just like super poly- like next like next time we can do it at this place and i'll do this i'm like Dude, we're not coming back here like, right, right right no right. and and it, i mean
1: he that, went for like the end of the night redemption tour like yeah. trying to yeah, or, yeah. Or,
2: or but just like um th- instead of speaking to me as if um it's my first rodeo <laughs> and uh i don't know how shows work yeah and that um he's just doing me a favor right, you right, know right. to then like you know the tables turned right, and all of a sudden right. he was like trying to get i was like T- no, no like that's not, not and so i'll every, never
1: see you again yeah, guys. it's fine
2: yeah, yeah. yeah and then and then happened <laughs> on like another tour this year also that like another really? show went that way and and i was like i don't like, I actually don't care, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, we're just not coming back here again. Sure.
1: You got um, enough years under your belt now to know that, Yeah. like, there's another show tomorrow. I'm not going to let this ruin my year.
2: Yeah. Well, no, and I think that's it because people talk about, like, you know, the bad tour stories and, like, when you play to two people and it's like, yeah, that's going to happen. No, yeah. ma- kind of no matter who you are, like, you're going to have shows that, like, f- for wherever you are, are, like, a bad show. For sure. And that's going to happen. And then you just you gauge whether or not you're going to work with those people again. Yeah, totally. And like, that's, you know, that's all it is. And then there's another show and you have fun.
1: That's it. That was a good interview. It was good. Lauren's smart. And what's cool, I love that we come from the same place, you know? Like, I think there's a mutual understanding about certain things when you're from the area we're from. It's a unique place, you know? The Jersey mind. It's beyond Jersey because (laughs) you got to remember this debate about central Jersey, you know? The fact that like literally 80% of the state we live in doesn't even recognize our region (laughs) as existing. You know what I mean? And it's this kind of weird in-between where it's like, we're just far enough west that you're not really tied to the New York City thing, but you know you're not west enough that you're turning into a a Pennsylvanian, whatever that happens right. out there. No, I got a few
0: friends from down there, from down the Philly way. They're like Philly people.
1: Yeah, they're Philly people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. they eat scrapple. They like the Eagles. They have nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, us. Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a very it's a very unique place, to, and especially where she's from, because literally. She grew up on the mountain where I grew up in the valley. And there was like a very specific (laughs) cultural thing going on there because of it. And it's cool. I love the fact that we both wound up in New Brunswick. We both wound up on tour together and kind of wound up doing the same exact shit, which is awesome, you know, yeah, Uh, with a very similar mindset. So got to check out their new record. It's awesome. Check out their old records, too, because they're awesome. Uh, I know they have social medias. It's uh, at Warriors Music for Twitter. At Warriors Music for Instagram. Uh, You know, record you can find anywhere. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the interview. What what we got coming next, Brad?
0: Um, I think we've got. uh, Well, we have a few things in the bag. We could decide, but um, we got a few things coming up. We might do a special. We might do a. We could be the sidekicks, or maybe we'll do a special um, coronavirus episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even if people want to chime in about that, I'm curious cuz like as much as I'm trying to use podcasting and stuff like this as a distraction for people, I'm also semi fascinated on maybe getting the some takes for some old old going off track regulars, giving them 15-20 minutes and just kind of seeing where their heads at and and maybe try to oh, you know, maybe Get some glimmers of hope from other people. Like like I had a realization the other day, Brad, mm-hmm. which which made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. It's that since we're at the epicenter of this thing and we're peaking first, that means we're going to end first, right? I hope so. So, <laughs> so if we talk to like eight other people who found one silver lining, you know, we might feel a lot fucking better about it after, you know? Hell yeah, baby. I think this episode is a good idea. We should do it. Uh, let's let's sidekicks aren't going anywhere let's you know? try and
0: set it up we'll try and set it up so it's going to be a mystery we'll have something coming for you next week um but if we can get it together yeah we will do a relevant virus episode i love it but yeah. um check us out track.com. you can keep up with the latest episodes subscribe on itunes give us a nice review if you like us if you don't don't let us know because we can't. Yeah. We can't handle it, man.
1: Yeah, just don't be a dick. Just don't um, say anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, going off track. Twitter, Instagram. I don't know. Benny Horowitz and Benny Horowitz One. You can find him yeah. in, in those those places. Okay. We uh, we're not setting up our Patreon account just yet because our future feels a little uncertain and we don't want to take your money. But if you do yeah. love a particular um, episode and you just gotta share the wealth we still have a venmo account it's at off track um and you can throw us a couple bucks there if you really want to. we do you know we do have a few associated costs for this even though we're sitting here looking at each other on facetime right now
1: <laughs> hey man i just i just signed my family up for uh open enrollment medical insurance oh, so it's rough so fucking fill that Venmo up yeah, I don't give a shit <laughs> yeah
0: you can give us a dollar or you can give us $10,000 whatever, you whatever you're comfortable with
1: <laughs> I ain't been dropping gold records recently you know oh uh, maybe <laughs> you will alright man good so to see you bro. we'll be back
0: with something next week and we'll keep doing it as long as we can right
1: that's it All I right. love everybody.
0: Thanks, everybody send love
1: out into the world calm is contagious be cool out there